Hi, this is Warren. I play in Dead Billionaires. Um, this room sounds great. Well, Nick never stops talking about Waffle House. That's the that's the one thing. When we're on the road, Nick is always scheming for the next Waffle House. <laughs> I, I hadn't performed in so long. I just sang so hard that I was so hoarse the next day. It's not a mystery to me, unfortunately. It's just a unpleasant reality, you know. Well, howdy-do, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to This Room Sounds Great. I'm Reese Williams, and we're recording from In Your Ear Studios, and we know that while you are rearranging your furniture and cleaning your birdcage, you could have anything you want strapped to your ears listening, and you chose our little old podcast. We can't thank you enough. Tonight, we get to talk to a third of dead billionaires. He is the official representative. He's been the one chosen to come here and represent the band. Good sir, if you will tell us. <laughs> Give us your name, what you do in the band, and then you know what? Take a minute and tell us who's not here. Talk about them in absentia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name's Warren Campbell. Uh, I am the front man for dead billionaires. I sing, uh, I write the music, I play guitar. Um, so we don't need the other guys then, right? Oh, well, no, we need them very much. Uh, <laughs> my uh, bandmates who aren't here are uh, Nick Turbovich, who sings backup vocals and plays bass and jumps around as much as he can. And then uh, on uh, drums, we have uh, our good buddy uh, Hunter Rhodes, who um, is also a magician. <gasps> Go on. Yeah, he's great. He's really, uh, he's really a wonderful performer in really every aspect. Wait, is he actually here and he's just going to appear out from under no, the table no, or something? No, unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, uh, they couldn't make it. And then, and then, um, so I guess we'll get into this later. But uh, my friend Troy Crossley, uh, he's an Asheville multi instrumentalist and um, recent star of a Rocky Horror music show that they did. He was Doctor Frankenfurter. He is going to be joining me on the tour, which I'm going to talk about later. So it'll be me and him on that tour. <laughs> yes, let's let's get into what type of music you are, how long have you guys have been together, um, and we can certainly dive into what you guys have coming up. We could go backwards. Let's work backwards. Sure. So um, <laughs> well, if we're working backwards, what's coming up is that um, uh, Troy and I, once I scoop him up, are going to Asheville. Sorry. <laughs> Asheville's the first stop. Um, we're going to uh, South by Southwest. Uh, we did not get accepted as official artists, but we're just going to go down and we've got a couple of leads on some shows there mm -hmm. and I drive a minivan and we're going to take it all the way down there. So, um, we're stopping in Asheville. Uh, all right, here's actually, here's the official plug. Let's just do it. Uh, Asheville on March 8th at the 27 club. We're playing in Nashville at the East room with this wonderful band called the dreaded Laramie. Um, they're joining us for a couple of shows. Um, then we're playing at, um, the Nick in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, on m Thursday, the 10th. And then on Friday, the 11th, we're playing at Growlers in Memphis, Tennessee. That's going to be announced soon. Um, hopefully it's announced by the time this comes out. <laughs> That'd be awkward. And then the 12th, we're playing in um, Hot Springs, Arkansas at a place called Maxine's. It looks like a really lovely <laughs> downtown. Um, and then we're playing at the New New Festival in Dallas, Texas on Sunday the 13th, playing with a bunch of cool bands that are also headed to South by Southwest, um, a couple of bands out of Chicago. Um, and then we're going to be in Austin for about a week after that. 
Um, we're still looking for a show in New Orleans on mm. Sunday the 20th. Very if nice. anyone listening knows anyone in New Orleans. And so. those were all off the top of his head. He was not looking at anything. Yeah, I've just <laughs> been freaking out about it for the past <laughs> two months. So, What type of music do you play? And how long have you guys been together? Yeah, so the band's been around since 2016. Um, uh, I started the project with a buddy of mine when we moved from our hometown, uh, Berryville, Virginia, down to Richmond. And um, it's been a bunch of different things over the past six years. Um, I'm the only sold. Mm. I'm the only holdout member. Yep. So, so you were the perfect person yeah, to come down and it's, talk to it's me. It's been a duo. It's been a trio. For briefly, it was a um, a, a quartet. But um, we've kind of had a couple of different eras. We used to be called Little River Creek Police was the old band name. And um, in the spring of... 2021 we uh unveiled the new name dead billionaires and the reason why we did that is because um we have a a violent police force in this country and i don't want anyone to associate um the music that we make with the actual police it's very uh uh, it's really not what the band's about at all we had a dumb name that we thought of a while ago, <laughs> you know, You've so we're called dead billionaires now. You, um, you like the look, you like my laptop Yeah, there? I see. There's I got merch. If, for those who can't see, it's, uh, she's got the dead billionaire sticker on her laptop and that's. I think you guys are, well, I got your sticker. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have a record eventually. <laughs> um, so I missed you when you guys were on Shaco Sessions. I was out sick. I didn't get to see your live performance, but I watched it after. You have so much energy. Um, and then I did see you when you were at Hardywood with Last Real Circus. Oh, yeah. Fun um, show. I did get to see that show. You have so much energy. So you do the writing what what is your subject matter uh, for those listening if they haven't heard you and do you write uh, about things that are happening in the moment are you are you looking back I think you got a message sure yeah yeah um well I should I should say I I am the lyricist um uh Nick helps me a lot with the arrangements he's always good for like popping in a cool bridge or um you know and then Hunter's always got his parts kicking around so I don't want to say I'm the only writer here but um yeah, I, I write all the lyrics, and um, uh, I just, like, my style is sort of, I don't write a lot of love songs. I find that we have those, right? You know, those exist, and I'm not saying that I'm anti-love song. I just, like, I always really appreciated when um, music was helping me through interpersonal conflicts or, you know, just, like, a lot more, and... I've been <laughs> I've been writing about this a lot recently and it's I it's it's never going away so I don't know if I'll get off of the subject but um just kind of like the problems that we're seeing in our country and around the world that are you know caused by mostly greed and um you know jingoism and like just hatred so I think there's a lot of things to work through there's like a lot of helplessness that um uh, most people feel um so i i want to touch on those kind of subjects um i get a little sentimental from sometimes too something that we should all realize as people is that there are a lot more of us than there are of the people who are pulling the strings and are in power and um you know if we organize ourselves to take care of ourselves as much as possible i've been really trying to um 
champion um, mutual aid distribution in Richmond and in places all around the country because um, I don't think we can reasonably count on the government to look out for us or 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 just any community at all. You know, I think going through the pandemic, we saw how terrible of a response we had to um, all sorts of struggling that everyone was having. And I don't think that it's reasonable for us to think the government will help us out. So we need to, you know, build these networks so that we can help each other out on a very local basis. So you're spreading that message through music. What do you like and what do you wish were different about the Richmond music scene? Oh, uh, I want more venues. I think we should have more venues. Uh, but that's, you know, <laughs> I also don't have the capital to start a venue. So, <laughs> no, I, I love the Richmond music scene because I don't think that there's, uh, I don't think any one thing is dominant. You know, like I, I find that, you know, we kind of play like really fast. It's like punk music, but it's also like kind of, um, you know, it's catchy, it's um, more accessible than some punk. Um, but I find that, you know, we're playing with, we play with like folk rock bands, we play with, um, you know, all sorts of groups. Um, you know, there's like, I think there's a bunch of different things that are happening here. And it's funny because like, I know that like within my group, I play with like Prabir Trio quite a bit and I, I love them and we love they're, they're wonderful. And I, but then I, I look outside of what, you know, we're doing and I'm like, oh, this is really cool too. But like, I don't know it as well. And that's nice. You know, there's like, there's a ton of really cool music happening here. And I think there's a nice, like, there's a nice scene. I've started running the, um, I'm the host of the open mic at the camel now um which is the normally the last wednesday of every month it's a, a little funky the beginning of this year but so it's it's been really nice to kind of see um you know new folks come in and like i used to be a big part of the um well not a big part i used to go a lot is what i should say the carry street cafe open mic used oh, to be a big part yeah. of my life in the music scene rip in peace to carry street cafe um but it, it's been nice to, I'm seeing sort of new people that I haven't met before come in. And then some of the, the old regular crowd there that's coming into open mic now. It's been really beautiful to see all that happening. So I mean, we've had 82 shows of Shaco Sessions live. And we've had a couple repeats just because they're yeah. their favorites. Or as I like to say, we've got the do do of musicians who are in different bands, which is incredible. Um, we've had these 82 shows. We haven't scratched the surface. When I troll the websites of all the venues in the area just to see what bands are playing, there are hundreds and hundreds that I've never heard of. And just yeah. on this show alone, we've had classical, rock, jazz, soul, rap, country, pop. Um, we've had Latin. We've had alien jazz. We've had singer-songwriters, of course, uh, R&B, honky-tonk, uh, punk. We've had blues, of course. Uh, we've had a couple of brass bands. We've had, um, did I already mention opera? Um, I mean... I think the uh, the original band for me that got, um, you know, inspired me and my original bandmate to move down here was the People's Blues at Richmond. Just because we saw them, they were so accessible from 
Berryville's kind of close to Winchester, mm-hmm. Virginia. I remember seeing them at the Blue Fox a lot up there or Bright Box or, you know, like driving uh, closer to Fairfax to go see them. And it was just I, I just realized I was like, oh, like these guys make it work because they're in Richmond and there's all of these connections that s- spill out from there. And I, I like Richmond quite a bit. Um, we are looking to get a little more, um, I think, like post-pandemic. Sorry, that's not real. Um, uh, post uh, whatever the fuck was happening over the last two years. Um, trying to get out of Richmond a little bit more. Um, you know, we love it here, but we're just kind of realizing like the feasibility of like making a lot of music happen has to do a lot more with your, you know, mm. like. So what is going to define success for you? So when you say that, you know, that maybe Richmond is limiting, when you say get out of Richmond, you mean finding tour dates in larger places? You don't mean moving. You just No, mean, no, no. Okay. I just mean like actually getting the band to, well, what's funny is we've done tours before and I've, I've like, we did a decent, we did a 10 day tour in 2019 and we've done like a, a handful of weekenders before that. And, um, it's all good, except I, I feel like we've been too focused on, um, well, not too focused, I should say, but it's sort of like playing those big cities is fun, you know, but it's like, it's also really hard. So like, I'm talking about like, I'd love to get down to like Roanoke and win- go to Winchester is kind of my hometown, like just play in Virginia, you know, cause there's so many people out there that want to hear that want to hear music that don't, you know, it's not, if you don't make it a priority because you spend all your time going to Philadelphia and New York City and Boston, then it's like, it's like these people are in your backyard. Like there's fans out there that I want to, we, I would love to reach and then I don't have to drive as far. To, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then it's cheaper on gas. Yeah. I'm looking at <laughs> this. I'm looking at this tour to Texas. So I was like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and cheaper on parking, which you were talking about parking in DC and you mentioned you had a minivan and you've toured. So I need to hear a good touring story, a good road trip story. Oh gosh. Give me a second. What do you, what is everybody in the band known for? Who stinks? Who's late? Who who has to like just visit a certain shop when you're in a certain town? Well, Nick never stops talking about Waffle House. That's the that's the one thing. When we're on the road, Nick is always scheming for the next Waffle House. <laughs> and I love Waffle House too. I I feel bad. I had to <laughs> I had to talk to Nick after a show. I was like, dude, gotta stop mentioning Waffle House on stage. Like, I know I know we love Waffle House, but, but they're not a sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Hunter's Hunter was doing when we went to Asheville. Hunter was like doing some card tricks for my friends. Like after the after the show, which is always really fun. Um, what has been a really memorable performance for you guys in the last six years? Uh, we will we put out so the, once we changed the name, um, we had an EP that we recorded at home. Um, shouts out to Ian Atchison, my roommate, and he played on it um, as well and was the engineer for it. Uh, and he's in Last Real Circus. He's in Last Real Circus yes. and plays with Cassidy Snyder and the Wranglers quite a bit. Um, so he he recorded it in our um, rehearsal space at home, and it turned out really well. Chip Hale mixed it. You're um, the third person tonight to mention I know, him. Right. It's great. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's the Kevin Bacon I can't, of Richmond. I can't, I can't be on a <laughs> podcast and not mention Chip Hale, apparently. Actually, he um, wouldn't be the Kevin Bacon because it wouldn't be any fun trying to connect the dots because <laughs> everybody's a dot. No no degrees of separation. <laughs> we love you, Chip. Um, he, uh, so anyway, we 
we performed on the roof of the Hofgarten um, as our EP release show at the beginning of June of uh, 2021. And that was our first show back. Like, we hadn't played as a band. Um, I think we did, like, one seated show in 2020 and we're like this is not for us like uh, this feels weird i don't know i don't know how i feel how could about you sit this. still listening to your music yeah i think <laughs> i think that was sort of it um and then we we so we played on the roof and it was really funny because like i we showed up and we couldn't load in right away because there was a wedding happening in the ballroom so as we're playing we get up to the roof and it was right when the CDC was like starting to relax things. They're like, hey, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. And everybody's like, are you sure about that? And then we still did it. Uh, and then what ended up happening was eventually it was kind of like hard to get people up there. But like once everyone was up there, it was there was a ton of people there um, because we're all going outside again. We're all going to events. It, I think the rooftop made people feel more mm -hmm. comfortable about being there. Um and then, like, as it's, like, halfway through the show, like, some of the wedding party has come up to the roof. Fun. And they're checking it out. Yeah, which is really great. You know, it's like, oh, like, this is, it was so fun. And <laughs> I, I hadn't performed in so long. I just sang so hard the whole night that I was so hoarse the next day. <laughs> like, definitely, like, lost my voice. Um, but that's been, that's been my favorite show that we've done so far. And we... We made a music video. Um, another great day was when we made that. I went over to um, our friends Harry and Andrew's house, and they have this cool attic, and we made this real spooky music video. And Ashley Travis directed it, and she's just a joy to work with, and it was like uh, ab just like the most fun day of 2021 um, was just like setting all that up. So if you'd check that video out on YouTube, it's called Engines. We are very proud of it, and it was so, so much fun to make. I like traveling quite a bit. Like, I'm really excited for this tour. Um, touring's always been really fun for me. I was, um, it's funny, my first tour was actually in an acapella group in college. <laughs> what were you called? I was in this acapella group called Hat Trick. <laughs> I went to Stetson University in Deland, Flat, uh, Deland Florida. Go Hats. Um, and uh, we went on tour the summer after my freshman year. And we had, um, we like borrowed this van from this church that like really liked us. And we all sang at that church during the school year. And um, so we went all around Florida and we, we would do like two a day shows. So Oof. it was like, it was like we were singing at a high school, like during the day for like someone's like choir class. And then we were performing at night too. So it was kind of brutal. Like it was kind of hard. It was like maybe a week, but everybody at the end of it was so exhausted and I was just like, no, can, like, can we keep doing this? So I was like, oh, it kind of caught the bug there. And then um, I went on tour a couple of times with my, um, my, uh, I was in the concert choir at Stetson. So they did, instead of spring break, they would do um, tours there too. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's just always been like super fun for me. One, one of the cool things is um, my friend Troy, who, is gonna be um who you're scooping up in Asheville. Who we're scooping <laughs> up in Asheville and he's gonna play drums and sing backup for the tour. Um him and I were in a band in high school together. Cringy name? No, it was actually I feel like I had the coolest like high school band. Go I on. don't I have no regrets over this band. 
we were called Mrs. Pepper, and uh, I played bass, and Troy wrote the songs and sang and played guitar. And um, it's just nice. It's really nice to, like, he came up for a rehearsal a couple weeks ago, and it was really nice to just be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We have, like, musical chemistry that's, like, like, 15 years old now so you know it's not (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's like I started playing with this guy when I was 14 so I you know nervous about like hey I'm not gonna be with my normal band and like we're gonna miss Hunter and Nick so much just like anyways but um it's it's been nice to it's been nice to know that like that's my guy so um yeah what do you what does everybody in the band listen to for i mean who is everybody influenced by what do you guys listen to on a regular basis um i my favorite musician right now is um jeff rosenstock um he is like i call him the like punk rock um brian wilson because all his songs are really like out there and go to these crazy places that you don't expect them to go but he's really like a pop songwriter um He's really my favorite. I know Nick loves a lot of like punk music. His favorite band is Bad Religion, mm-hmm. and um, Hun- Hunter listens to a little bit of everything. So he's got, um, you know, he is definitely more into like the jammier, like poppier side of things. Whereas, um, you know, which is good because I think if he wasn't into that, it would. uh, Nick and I would just kind of like (laughs) drive it home, drive it home all of the time (laughs) with every song. So um. what was the first piece of music you owned and what format was it on? See, there's a cool answer and there's not a cool answer here because you have to give the embarrassing one. Everybody does it. All right. Then it was probably Weird Al's Running With Scissors. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's your horoscope for today. And Albuquerque. Great songs on there. I don't know. Being silly is underrated in music, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because like we have some silly songs, but we're a very like serious band. Wait, so I think Weird Al is wonderful. You thought he was a silly answer. What did you think was the other answer? Oh, um, well, okay. So here's the thing. I didn't buy that CD for myself. Uh, it was just it was like, still yours. here is your CD. Okay. Um, it was, I can never remember which was first. Um, I had... Bob Marley's Uprising on CD. And I also bought two CDs at the time, like, with each other, that were the first two Strike Anywhere albums, which I absolutely loved. For the life of me, I can't remember which came first. (laughs) It was probably Bob Marley, but... um, Yeah, hippie. (laughs) Yeah, it was was funny. Yeah, that, that was a... I had a really big Bob Marley phase in middle school, but now I I like like a lot of like ska music now, mm-hmm. so it's sort of kind of transitioned into mm-hmm. its own thing. But. We've got Space Goy coming on again in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh yeah, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're it's really nice to see like a reggae band that can like shred. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They're coming on for a second time. They were they were definitely a crowd favorite. Yeah. People love them. What uh, what does everybody do? Do you guys have outside hobbies that sort of keep you loose or either either influence your music or sort of get you a time out from music where you can just kind of get in the flow of things mm. I know. sorry i've been away from those hobbies for so <laughs> 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 i've been i've been, i booked this whole tour um 
you know, just kind of like slaving away at my computer, sending a lot of emails. So I've been doing been doing that the last three months. You've had like, the what, are, what are my hobbies? The Let's booking f- agent hat's yeah, been on. Yeah, that's probably, you know, that's maybe maybe the, my idea of music success is having a booking agent. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I like to watch. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, into uh, the NFL. I really like I really like football. So was Super Bowl a good one for you? I thought it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good. Um in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, you know, there's a it's interesting that it's like I I like to look at it. I lo- I love watching the game and I love honestly, I kind of love how it's formatted cuz my attention span kind of sucks. So <laughs> there's a lot of commercials, that's okay. Yeah. Um but I, it's nice. It's a fun, like, cultural lens to see what's going on because I think, like, how much can you glean from how a country is as to, like, what its most dominant sport that we love is. In the rest of the world, it's soccer. Yeah, in the rest of the world, it's soccer. And, you know, in some other – in I know Lithuania has a really good basketball team. But, um, you know, it's it's just, like – I, I really am interested in a lot of politics, um, which I guess is my other hobby, but it's nice to watch the game that is also very political, <laughs> you know, and a lot, a lot of it's moving parts. And, um. <laughs> have you guys have it, had any good uh, celebrity sightings or celebrity stories since you've been together where you were billed with somebody great or you almost got to see somebody great? Um. Or are you embarrassed? I mean, yourself? no, no, we're probably. I mean, hopefully that happens at South by Southwest. Um, I've heard that's where you run into some famous people. I Spoon just put out a record, and I sent my friend a screenshot of this email that was sent to Spoon Manager. And I was like, All right, Spoon, we know you're making a South by Southwest appearance because you're from Austin. You might as well put dead billionaires on that bill. <laughs> Look at you. I didn't send it. It's not addressed to anyone. But if if if, uh, if Britt Daniels listening to this, we would love to do that. We love Spoon. I'll tag him when we post <laughs> it. That'll get that'll get you some yeah some right right <laughs> some influence <Yeah>. there. <laughs> I know it's a big question, and and I've asked it, and a lot of people said, you know, I'm trying to survive because we're just coming out of the pandemic. But is there anything exciting that's on, I mean, you're young. What's on your bucket list? Like, what is it you feel like you just have to do in your lifetime? I told myself this a while ago that it was my musical goal um, to tour Australia. I think that's like, it's clear on the other side of the world. that if you'd made it to Australia, you've probably done a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, I'd like to play Saturday Night Live as well. I think that'd be cool. Yes. You guys have a great social media presence. I see you in my feed on a regular oh, awesome. basis. So do you guys, who takes care of that? And do they enjoy it? Or is it the bane of their existence? Uh, it's me, and I kind of hate it. But I'm getting better at it. I just can't. I just don't want to post any videos. Like, that's what? the thing. It's like, I think the thing that's good for engagement or whatever is when you post, like, a bunch of videos. And videos it's like, and dogs. Yeah. You guys need a mascot. You need a dog. Yeah. Um. Actually, I made a poster today that has a dog on it. That's my uh, my ex girlfriend and I have uh, a dog. Margot is her name, and she's wonderful. Um, she has the dog most of the time, and I get her on select weekends, like this coming weekend. <laughs> um, but it's uh, I, 
I somebody talked to me and it's like, well, would you ever make Margo her own social media page? And I was like, no, I need that content. <laughs> you know, it's like Use there's her. not, you know, she doesn't care about the Internet. Like <laughs> all of my points are gone if I can't post her every so often. <laughs> Got to get a dog in the picture. <laughs> if you're not posting video, then you need a dog. But yeah, I, I made I put her on the poster for our Asheville show that we're playing. It's her sleeping on a couch and it says, don't sleep on this show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a mixed bag. You know, some people it comes naturally. Some people they grit their grin, grin and I, bear it. Um, I think part of what I like to do is when we're doing videos, it's like I'm trying not to care about it, right? Because I don't like spending time doing it. So I, I try not to care about it. So what I've been doing is when I'm posting videos of like us talking to each other, it's rarely rehearsed. And <laughs> I generally very much run with the first take. So I'll just like, I'll take a video of Hunter at rehearsal, I'll take a video of Nick at rehearsal. And we're just like, I'll ask them a question they didn't know was coming. <laughs> Whatever their response is, that's what's going out. Because it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the premise of this whole podcast. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, do, does, you know, do the... Uh, does the CEO of Instagram care how well you did whatever, or do they just, you know, check in the boxes for what kind of colors were there and what, you know, what music did you put in the background and all this stuff? I think it's my general distaste for like crony capitalism is very like, uh, through social media is just kind of like, like, like you post on social media about your shows, right? And then only this amount of people that actually follow you see that post, right? So what do you do in order to get new people to see it and more people to do it? You pay the company <laughs> for an ad, for the content that you already made to put on their platform, which you spend all day on because you need to post regularly. It's, it's a, I mean, uh, it's not a mystery to me, unfortunately. It's just a unpleasant reality, you know. Your social handle and your website, everything is Dead Billionaires, right? Yeah, Dead Billionaires. Um, deadbillionaires.bandcamp.com is probably the best place for you to find us besides deadbillionaires.com you can um you can buy t-shirts there you can buy our music um we only have three songs out right now um but oh no that's not quite true um don't lie to me i did a i this just came out so i didn't i forgot um i recorded an acoustic track at go west uh studios go west records um and it's on the River City Songwriters compilation that uh, Brian Caperton uh, put out recently. Um, it was really sweet. There's a lot of really cool musicians on there. It's 10 songs. I think the idea is to do it with, um, this is called season one. So I think they're going to do season two at some point, you know, Beautiful. just keep, keep putting that out on Bandcamp. So Beautiful. I love it. Just a little like online showcase of richmond music so that's where that is uh, rivercitysongwriters.bandcamp.com but um um and you can also watch the dead billionaire yeah, show on Shaco sessions live on the archive those paypal and venmo links still work so just because the show isn't live you can still tip the band when you watch the show yeah please do tip the band <laughs> tip the band when you make your donation just put the band name in the description and they will get the money so you can always do that as well. Well, thank you so much for at least having a third of you here. Yeah. A good third. Yeah, thank you so much, Reese. <laughs> this is really cool. We can't wait to watch you involve and see what you do. All right, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects. And of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions Live. That's a wrap. <laughs>